the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth. It was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us as we are back live at 8 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this Tuesday that feels exactly like a Monday after, of course, the long Labor Day weekend. But it's so good to be with you. It's the seventh morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. We are just four days away from commemorating the greatest loss of life during a terror attack in the history of this country. Commemorating, not celebrating, commemorating eulogizing, memorializing those lost. And, of course, we will celebrate those heroes on 9-11. So uh, really, really big day. It's so good to be back with you. Thank you so much to Peter Kersenow, who filled in for me this past Friday as I was out of town. Uh, always great to have one of the uh, brightest minds in, uh, really, quite frankly, in all of conservative media, in all of conservative punditry. To have uh, Peter Kersenow sitting in is, is truly an honor. So thank you to Pete for handling that. Thank you to the crew also yesterday for putting together the best of show. I know there, there were some great segments there as well, but it's good to have you back live today. Coming up on the program, we will be speaking with the aforementioned Peter Kersenow because it's Tuesday. He didn't think that just because he uh, you know filled in for me on Friday that I let him off the hook on Tuesday. It's still Kersenow Day. Kirstenau will be with me at the top of the second hour at 10.10 in the first hour. A couple of big events coming up that we're going to highlight with some uh, leaders. There is a Back the Blue rally tonight, a Back the Blue rally in Strongsville. Uh, very, very cool event. Uh, very, very uh, glad to know that uh, this is the Strongsville GOP, that they are continuing to shine a spotlight on uh, the heroes who wear the badges and keep our community safe, particularly, again, because when we celebrate slash commemorate <clears throat> the heroism of first responders, including police officers and firefighters on 9-11 uh, coming up, you know, obviously we want to make sure that we celebrate them every single day. So there's a Back the Blue rally. Sheriff David Clark is going to be in town for that. 
How cool is that? Uh, so that's tonight, uh, and uh, we're going to talk to Shannon Burns, the president of the Strongsville GOP, to tell you a little bit more about that. If you'd like to be a part of that, you certainly can. Also, in the first hour, that'll be at 9.35, then at about 9.50, David Arredondo is the uh, Republican chair of Lorraine County. The Lorraine County GOP is having their Lincoln Day dinner tomorrow. And uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, of course, our favorite, uh, who is our fourth uh, congressional district representative, will be there on hand for that. Jim Renacy, candidate for governor, will be on hand for that. We're going to talk to David Arredondo about that big event coming up tomorrow as well. So Shannon Burns and David Arredondo with a couple of important local events you should be aware of. Then, as I say, Peter Kirsten and I will be joining us at 1010. And before we get to the news of the day, let's pause. Let's, let's begin, rather, our day <clears throat> with our Pledge of Allegiance, as we always do. So, patriots, please stand and stand. Face your flag if you have one. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, at least put your hand over your heart. Liberals, Biden voters, Democrats, Taliban supporters, go ahead and take the knee or sit this one out. We know how you feel about our country. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, so Joseph R. Biden, the President of the United States, has abandoned hundreds of Americans behind enemy lines in Afghanistan. There are private forces working very, very hard to free those American citizens who are stranded behind enemy lines, held in a terror state, not allowed to take off or depart, all of which, and I mean 100% of which, can be... Uh, led directly back to the feet of Joe Biden. All of this lays at his feet. Even though he, of course, says the buck stops here and then goes on to pass the buck, the buck really must stop with the president. This was his plan of action, his sequence of events. Rather than getting all of the civilians, all of the American contractors, all of the uh, Afghan translators and others who assisted the Americans in the war effort and in the peacekeeping effort, really, which has been for the vast majority of the 20 years in Afghanistan, Getting those individuals out first before transporting out our military equipment and transporting, then finally, rather, withdrawing all of our troops. They did it in the exact opposite way. So now there are Americans being held in Afghanistan, and there are some very, very important and concerted efforts to get them out. The important part of this story is those efforts are not on the part of the American State Department. They're not on the part of Tony Blinken. They're not on the part of the American Pentagon. They're not on the part of the president, Joe Biden. Here's the story. Marianne was unable to get into the Kabul airport a couple of weeks ago amid all that chaos. She was stopped outside by the Taliban who put a gun to her head. Then she was abandoned when U.S. forces left the country. But she was saved thanks to a private team that got to them, drove them to the north of the country, and then after multiple attempts across the border to safety in a third country. But immediately, the State Department took credit for it, saying they facilitated the escape when, in fact, they had practically nothing to do with it. In fact, this was a private operation led by Congressman Corey Mill Ronnie Jackson and military veterans. Congressman Mullen, who was also involved, hit out at the State Department, tweeting, This is a flat-out lie. The Biden administration abandoned them. Let's be clear, it was our team of patriots who worked around the clock for two weeks to get them out. The left likes to call what I'm about to do whataboutism. They like to call, how stupid is that? You know, you always try to turn the story around to what if it was you guys? What if it was you guys? I don't care. 
if they don't like it. It is fair, it is accurate to play whataboutism because it highlights the hypocrisy of the American left and the American media, although that is a bit redundant. What if Donald Trump and his State Department, led by Mike Pompeo, was in charge right now, and and they had completely butchered the withdrawal and the evacuation from Afghanistan? And what if a private organization led by a couple of Republican, or I'm sorry, again, in my whataboutism example here, it would be led by Democrat members of Congress with uh, 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 ex-military leaders going in there and helping to uh, extricate these individuals, these Americans from from, uh, Afghanistan, got them to an American embassy, and then the Trump administration, and that Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, said, We have facilitated, the American government has facilitated the release of four Americans being held in Afghanistan through overland uh, and overland evacuation. What would the media do? What would the left-wing media do if Trump and his team tried to claim credit for rescuing Americans that were rescued privately? They would go ballistic over this. But as it stands, they are saying nothing about this. One of the key individuals involved is Representative Marquine Miller from uh, from Oklahoma. He is the one who reached out and got in touch with uh, Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who is a representative from Texas. Working together with private contractors, they went in and got these four Americans out. CNN tried to grill, I think I said Miller, it's Mullen, excuse me, Marquine Mullen. CNN tried to grill Mark Wayne Mullen, claiming, what do you mean you were responsible and not the American embassy? Didn't the American embassy, didn't Biden's State Department have a role in this? And the answer, as you're going to hear now from Mark Wayne Mullen, is hell no. The State Department said the U.S. has facilitated the safe departure of four U.S. citizens by overland route from Afghanistan. Embassy staff was present upon arrival. So uh, just to be clear, are you saying that they actually did not facilitate the overland departure of these four? Or are you saying that embassy staff were not present at the exit? They, they got present on the second day. Uh, we, we traveled over 300 miles with Miriam, uh, not we personally, not me. I was actually in the United States, over 300 miles from Kabul up through this region. I'm going to leave where we, where we actually brought her across um, out of it because we hopefully will get more people through. But we had her there for 24 hours before the State Department was even aware she was there. They didn't show up until a few hours after we'd actually, or before we got her across. And so for them to say they facilitated it is absolutely a lie. We had to go through over 20 checkpoints, which each one of those checkpoints, you actually have to pay money to get through because of the Taliban. Uh, on the day that the, the day that she was actually re- um, uh, able to come across, she was actually told, because I was on the phone with her at 3 o'clock Central Standard Time in the morning, and they said, if you come back, we will kill you. And so we were negotiating. We we were negotiating back and forth. The State Department uh, was actually told at one time, actually told the embassy in the country not to assist us in any way. Quote that came from the ambassador said the Washington, Washington, D.C., Mark Wayne said, Representative Mullen, what he called me, said, I'm not to assist you in any way. It was until the second day. i got to pause that for emphasis. Told by the Tony Blinken-led Joe Biden State Department, we have been instructed not to assist you in any way. In other words, what you are doing is you're on your own. 
You and your team here are going rogue. We are not working with you here at the State Department. That's what they said. Why? I'll give you .2 seconds to think about why. Because if it went bad, and if these people were killed, then it wouldn't be on the State Department. So they can say, it wasn't us. We didn't make that happen. But once it becomes successful, they try to claim credit for it. Typical Democrat move. That we almost had her out, that the State Department came in. And when they came in, they did come in to help. I will give you that. But for them to take credit and say they negotiated with the Taliban... Our guys with the Sentinel Foundation literally walked across the bridge and was trying to negotiate with the Taliban, not the State Department. Our guys, the Sentinel Foundation, who is non-political whatsoever, they don't even want to be in the picture. They want to, they, they do this all over the country uh, or all over the world. They were taking yeah. on the negotiation. So when I seen the State Department come out and take credit for this, it is absolutely a lie. Absolutely a lie. And how do we know it's a lie? Because the Democrats' lips were moving. No, and quite literally in this case, though, seriously. They're trying to take credit because they know they are responsible, the Biden administration, for at least 500 Americans who, according to uh, civil uh, uh, civilian contractors who are there, have, have acknowledged the idea that there are only 100 and exactly 100 Americans trapped behind Taliban lines, trapped in a terrorist state, Americans who would be just extraordinary bargaining chips as hostages for the Taliban. They said there were 100, there's at least 500, and the fact that they are trapped there, the only way, or one of the only ways to try to minimize and mitigate the responsibility for the administration is to rescue a few of them. So the State Department is trying to steal credit for the rescue of four Americans from Afghanistan. You know what that means? You know what they, you know what they call that? In military terminology, when somebody pretends to be a military hero and they never served, they call that stolen valor. Mike, or excuse me, Tony Blinken, the, the uh, State Department Secretary, Secretary of State, Joe Biden, I would say Kamala Harris, but Kamala Harris is completely AWOL. Nobody knows where she is or what she's doing. In the middle of all of these crises, stacked up on one on top of the other, Kamala Harris is nowhere, so I'll leave her out of this for the moment. But the senior levels of the Obama White House, including the Secretary of State and the President himself, are trying to steal the valor away from the heroes who went in, risked their own lives, had to get through 20 Taliban checkpoints, had to pay the Taliban off at those checkpoints in order to get these Americans out. And now the State Department wants to issue a press release saying, we have facilitated the release of uh, American hostages. You haven't facilitated squat. Bottom line is, you are useless, you are ineffective, and the Taliban owns your A. Truth, fact. The Taliban owns you. That's why Joe Biden also said the following. Quote, There's little we can do because we do not control the airspace. You understand that? News surfaced on Sunday as many as six planes holding American citizens were stranded at the, at the Mazer uh, I Sharif International Airport for days as Taliban leaders seek to extract concessions, in other words, negotiate as the terrorists that they are, with the Biden administration, which apparently now negotiates with terrorists, before allowing them to leave. 
the Taliban is basically holding them hostage to get more America to get uh, to get more out of the Americans. Uh, a congressional source told CBS News. Biden's response was, or at least the White House's response was, there's little we can do because we do not control the airspace. Which I just need to let sit there for a second while you ponder that. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, who controlled the airspace? We controlled the airspace when our troops were still there. And the 300,000-member-strong Afghan security force led by or backed by, one way or the other, the American troops, which were their backbone, they controlled the airspace. That's when you evacuate all of these American citizens and our Afghan allies, fully vetted, so that nobody with ill intentions are being piled into under, under fire, and under all kinds of other chaotic circumstances, piled into C-17s by the thousands, hundreds at a time, without being vetted. Because you don't control the airspace. When we did control it, we could have removed them order in an orderly fashion and gotten exactly who needed to get out, out. Instead, Biden reversed the entire thing, and now Americans are going to pay the ultimate price. While they try to take a victory lap for trying for saving for... Of among the hundreds. Unbelievable. All right, I want to hear from you at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. This is the authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Joe Biden is just a an existential threat to American national security. There's no other way to say this. There's little we can do. We do not control the airspace. Who controlled the airspace as little as four weeks ago, Dementia Joe? Seriously. Who's, who controlled it? Sleepy Joe? Hmm? We did! And that's when you were supposed to put the planes on the ground and fill them with American citizens and properly vetted Afghan allies. This man caused this from the beginning. All right, uh, Charlie is in Westlake. Charlie, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. We wouldn't be a show without Charlie leading us off every day. Hey, Charlie, good to have you, my friend. Go ahead, well, sir. My ear is always to the rail. I'm sitting around thinking, they're not, you know, you don't resign over a, a military botch. You know, we, you know, D-Day was a botch. But this guy just continues to do one after another. And if he decides to resign, and I'm thinking Obama's behind it, he's going to want this guy out to save 2022. And how would they do it? I'm looking at the blueprint. When Nick, Nick the pressure was on Nixon, they forced Agnew out first and put Gerald Ford in to, to replace Nixon. It was all, all in the cards. They were playing the game. Well, I'm thinking Obama is running the show anyways. He wants to keep running the show. So he's going to force Kamala out, no. put 
Susan Rice or 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 his wife there. Now you're going, then, you're going, you're going. Charlie, you're doing this on a regular basis, my friend. You are you are going way, 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 way too yeah, deep here. They, 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 they all of those things, all of those things are. I mean, you're talking, you're talking 4D chess, and these idiots don't know how to play well, Chinese. Well, they know how to play no, Chinese no, checkers because no. that's the kind they prefer. This to happen. This no. was planned. This was no. intentional. They did not. No, they're incompetent, Charlie. They're incompetent. Here's 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 what I'm going to no, tell you. No, no, no. Here's, here's why I'm going to tell you why you're this wrong. This is Obama bringing America down on purpose. This is how Char- they Charlie, it. Charlie, listen to me. I- I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why, why you're wrong. W- where has okay. Kamala Harris been since this entire chaotic withdrawal? Nowhere. And the, Nowhere. Uh, they you. want her out. They're going to no, force her no, out. No, Charlie, you're, 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 again, you're not, you're not thinking it through all the way, my friend. Think this through. The Obama only way you can force Kamala. her... To, Char- Charlie, okay. Charlie, okay, Charlie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you loose here so I can finish my point here, and then i got to get to the news. If they wanted to get Kamala out, she would have to be attached to this. You understand? She would have to be attached to this. She would have to be as responsible for the failure of this mission and this evacuation and the loss of lives and the dead Marines and, and, and service members, all the hostages. She would have to be attached to it. Think about this for a second. The letter that was signed by over a hundred generals and admirals called for the resignations of whom? They called for the resignations of Millie, the Joint Chief of, of uh, or the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They called for the resignation of Austin, the Defense Secretary, and they have said that Joe Biden himself should bear the responsibility for this. They did not call for the resignation of Kamala Harris. Why? Because they have insulated her from this. She hasn't been part of it. She's not anywhere near it. Nobody's even talking about her because she is the queen in waiting. Now, I know they don't want that in 2024 because she's so utterly unlikable. But Kamala Harris is the only one that's actually being insulated from all of this. Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, they want him gone. They want the Defense Secretary gone. They want the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs gone. They want Biden gone, but nobody's mentioning Kamala because Kamala is nowhere to be found. They are keeping her apart from this. Oh, you know what she is? She's the designated survivor. She's the designated survivor of the administration right now. If you don't know about designated survivors, it's in the event of a catastrophic attack on government where all of the leaders in the chain of succession for the presidency and the leadership of government were all wiped out in one fell swoop. They keep one person at a designated location away from all of that, so that person would be uh, taking over to keep the government orderly. She, in this case, in a, in a manner of speaking, is their designated survivor. That's why they won't let her anywhere near the Afghanistan story. All right, 931. We'll get news. We'll come back. We had a lot to talk about on AM 1420, The Answer. where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 936. We've got a couple of big local events coming up, and uh, we like to shine a spotlight on these when we have them, especially when they involve good people doing good things, like the Strongsville GOP. 
Backing the Blue, quite literally tonight, a huge Back the Blue rally uh, that is coming up in Strongsville. And joining us now to tell us all about it, how you can be a part of it, and what you need to know is Shannon Burns, the president of the Strongsville GOP. Hey, Shannon, good to have you back. How are you? I'm doing well, but good to talk to you as well. Always good to talk to you. Do you enjoy your Labor Day weekend? Uh, of course. Uh, lots of time with family. Got to get, get up, see the lake, and see some of that air show. It's was, uh, was pretty magnificent. It's always, always a great show whenever they, uh, they have uh, the uh, National Air Show. After last year, of course, having it be canceled, it was that much more fun and exciting for people uh, this time around. It's going to be fun and exciting tonight as well. Tell me about the Back the Blue Rally. Yeah, so um, you know, we talked about it before, but just to, to fill everyone in again, at the last council meeting in Strongsville, you had one of these leftist groups. That, by the way, since then, we sort of looked into them further. We knew they were Marxists just by the way they talked. But they're affiliated with one of these tourist types of organizations, and they're operating right here in Strongsville. It's crazy. Um, you know, they, they came in with their fake report, with their, you know, their professor from Baldwin-Wallace providing uh, his analysis of why they think our police are racist. And then cite DLM as the reason why uh, the police should be taking down the thin blue uh, line uh, flag memorial that's in the headquarters. And, you know, many of us who were in attendance at that night just said, no, that's the bridge too far. It's not going to happen in Strongsville. You know, for those of us who paid attention in Solon, this happened uh, not too long ago, and, and they caved there, right? They, they, they did. The mayor. They listened to the, the Marxists. They, they bowed down, and they were worried about being called racist. But I'll tell you what, not here. We're not, we know what their, what their tricks are about. It's not about that. It's about tearing down the system. And we are going to stand for that here. So we've got uh, a great event put on for tonight uh, with one purpose in mind, and that's to stand up and support our police here in Strongsville. And it's not just the Strongsville topic, right? It started in Solon. It's going to came to Strongsville. It's going to happen everywhere across the across Northeast Ohio. So we need to make a stand right now and tell these leftists that that's not what it's not okay. That's not there's no place for that ideology in our city. And I'm really excited to announce that since you and I talked last, we've added a really special guest for this rally, um, reached out, and, and Milwaukee County David Clark, uh, Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark, uh, is actually coming in. He's going to be in town here in a few minutes, uh, and he's going to be uh, standing up for our police at our rally. Uh, it, it should be really exciting to hear from him. And obviously, if you haven't watched him on earlier on Fox News, and then recently he's a contributor on Newsmax, you know, he, he is the most outspoken uh, critic of critical race theory and of, uh, of this defund the police movement. Uh, he's an amazing uh, advocate for the cause, and we're really, uh, really fortunate to have him here and, and bringing some light to a com- this conversation that, you know, really is, you know, it, it is, a, is the fight of our times. You know, everyone talks about what's happening in D.C., but, you know, not too often does it just come right to your doorstep, and it's happening right here in Strongsville. Well, I'll tell you what, there are very few voices as loud and as strong and as proud in defense of law, uh, law enforcement as uh, Sheriff Clark. I shared a stage with him at a Salem event a couple of years ago, and he was just phenomenal, the force with which he speaks, the passion with which he speaks in defense of law enforcement and, and quite frankly, in defense of law. That's the other part of this that uh, a lot of people kind of, kind of lose here. And uh, Sheriff Clark, 
um, you know, he's he's been targeted by a lot of people because he's so effective. Um, and I'm so glad you're bringing him in because you know he he is one of those you know one of those more powerful voices because he's black. You know, you hate to say it that way, but let's be realistic. White people saying, hey, BLM and critical race theory is bad is, is going to get one reaction. Having a black man say it is, is going to get something else. That's why they target Larry Elder. They're trying to use Larry Elder's, uh, race and his criticism of things like critical race theory against him in that California, uh, governor's race. But the truth of the matter is African Americans who speak out against racism, and that's what we're talking about here is against all racism, racism against white people racism against black people or whatever um you know these are the strongest voices and that's why they tr- they try to cancel so many people i'll tell you what sheriff clark does not cancel easily sheriff clark is going to be heard <laughs> yeah i i couldn't agree more i'm, I'm really excited to, to have him uh, on the stage and, and to stand up for our police and you know, this is a this is a time where we keep seeing the left just encroach in little in little tiny increments and you know, we talked about it internally in Strasville, in Strasville GOP meeting recently, um, that it's so important when the first step that you see them encroaching, that's the time to stand up. It's not after they've, you know, taken down the flag and, and taken, uh, down, you know, the American flag and, and because they're calling that racist and whatever their next uh, strategy is going to be. I feel so strongly that, you know, the, the Republican party needs to be the voice to stand up against these leftists and you know I, I you know we all know that that's been a struggle for the party right that we haven't always seen them stand up and fight and i'll tell you that's not us i mean I've, <laughs> you you might expect you know we occasionally get people saying well i'm not going to support you because you're the party well we're not the same party as you know strongsville gop isn't going to back down we're not going to stand up we're not going to let leftists do this we're not going to let rhinos uh affect us either you know that there's there's a lot of fights coming up and and we want to be the leading cause for that, uh, and the leaders well, I, under the tip, the tip of the spear. I'm I'm not a member of the Strongsville GOP. I'm not from Strongsville, but I will completely uh, testify on your behalf here. Because you're right. Uh, I, I, very few people are as publicly critical of the ORP as I am. Very people who are, very few people who are conservative anyway. Uh, and I don't care if it's Timken or if it's Paduchik or if it's the weak-willed leadership in the, in the Central Committee, the weak leadership that we have that they are responsible for in the General Assembly, which won't do things that need to get done in a red state. They have all of the authority that we have given them. We've given them, you know, massive majorities and they won't do what they are told to do. I have no use for the weak leadership of the ORP and of the general state party. But you're right, Shannon, the Strongsville GOP is not that. You don't take your cues from them. You don't take your uh, you know advice from them. You don't take direction from them. You do what's right on behalf of the people of Strongsville and, quite frankly, on the people uh, on behalf of the people of Ohio from your position there in Strongsville. And I will, a- I will absolutely support that. Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to disagree with one thing for you, because you're right that, in general, there's a lot of swamp in Columbus. Yeah. It, it, we all know that, right? We, we know that that's been the case. We've had super majorities and we aren't getting anything done. And that's frustrating for conservatives. But I'm part of the ORP. I'm literally a member of the state central committee. There's a lot of great people on that committee. Is there a change in the winds right now? Sure. I, I think that there's a lot of good uh, leaders stepping up that are, are making sure that our folks are doing great things. And I think we've got great opportunity there. Um, 
I'm not spinning, right? I'm not blowing smoke right no, now. No, there's, no, you're not. No, you're not. And, and, and you're right. And you're right to point that out that you yourself sit on the central committee, and that's fine. But what I'm talking about is what I see from the group, from Strongsville GOP. It's not a bunch of swamp dwellers who are just wishy-washy, who won't do what you know what you know what is being uh, asked by the people. In fact, you guys seem to represent the people in the Strongsville GOP much better than the state of Ohio ORP does. Well, I appreciate that. We, you know, we try to, we try to listen. Um, you know, I think that you look back to February and our, us being the first ones in the nation to stand up and call on Gonzalez to resign. Um, and, and that sort of started the trend here in Ohio, right? I mean, we, after we did that, many other uh, parties censured him or called on him to resign. Uh, many of our state U.S. Senate candidates followed our lead, signed our petition at strongsvillegop.org. Uh, to uh, call on Gonzalez to resign, and then eventually we got the state party uh, to call on him to resign. And so my point, I guess, is is that we can be frustrated about what we might see as some shortfalls in the party, but a whole bunch of you know, I, I'm not I'm not Strongsville GOP. There's twenty some people on the board, and there's hundreds of people that are, make up our membership, most of which aren't from Strongsville, by the way. Uh, you know, so Bob, we welcome you as a member. Um, but that's good to know. What what we uh, what we're able to accomplish and and spread started right here in Strongsville, right? We started with one effort, one one more effort, another one after that, and then from there, look, we're, we're at a point where we're going to make certain that people don't forget what Gonzalez did uh, to us as conservatives and to President Trump, um, and, and that just starts from you know from your local GOP. I, I I can't say it enough that there's opportunity to change all of that. People think you have to burn down the party. I don't agree. agree. I think there's an opportunity to, to fix it and, and to make it better, and, and we're, we're a testament of that. You know, we, we started much smaller four or five years ago, and now we're, we're making some waves and we're doing some things, and everyone has the opportunity to do it. I think the Cuyahoga County Party has, has some great leaders as well, and I think there's opportunities uh, for the Cuyahoga County Party to, to see this sort of grow across northeast Ohio. Well, I like what you said there, Shan, when you said you are not the Strongsville GOP, and you're not. You are one member, you are a leader, but you are one member, and the party or the uh, organization itself, as I say, I think has done great, great things on behalf of Ohio constituents, and uh, much more so than the state party has. So I give uh, the entire Strongsville GOP credit for that. And your leadership, uh, you can you can give or, or deny or decline as much credit for that as you wish, but uh, what you guys are doing is, like I said, is very much appreciated. Now, back to the point tonight. Tell us uh, where we got to be if we want to be a part of the uh, if we want to be a part of the back the blue night. Yep, uh, great. Thank you for for bringing it back up. So tonight, six thirty is the start of the back the blue rally. Uh, we're we're there to support Strongsville PD, who's under attack from a leftist uh, organization, and we're starting at six thirty because council members show up at seven for their for their meeting, and the council meeting itself starts at eight. So we're going to be done by eight. So if you feel so inclined and you want to make sure your voice is heard, you can go into the council meeting and, and make sure that many of our, by the way, many of our council members support us. There's, there's definitely a couple, two or three, that are against us on this topic, and I think there's a couple that have, have sort of emboldened these leftists um, that, that need to make certain that they're not the ones reelected next uh, go-around. Right. Uh, but this gives you opportunity. 6.30, there'll be a handful of speakers, including... Uh, obviously, we talked about uh, Sheriff 
David Clark, which obviously is a huge name for us. But I think there's some other great leaders that are going to talk tonight. Um, Detective Steve Loomis uh, from Cleveland Police Department. As you all know, he's uh, very instrumental in getting President Trump endorsed by the Cleveland Police Union. Uh, in 2016 and 20. Hey, hey Shannon, uh, I'm just about and, out of time. I'm just about out of time here, yep. so we're going to have to let people find out who the other speakers are when they get there. Uh, 6.30 yep. is when it starts. Location again? Uh, it's going to be right on the commons. You can go to strongsvillegop.org and get the details of where to park and, and how to get there. It's right at the clock tower in Strongsville for those people that know Perfect. where Pearl Road and 82 is. Yeah, easy to find. Very easy to find. Good stuff. Hey, uh, Shannon Burns, thank you so much. Great stuff. I look forward to seeing you tonight. Great to see him. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Shannon Burns uh, joining us on AM 1420. The answer will be right back. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 9.51 now. We continue. I told you we have some local events. One is the Back the Blue Rally in Strongsville tonight. Tomorrow is the Lorraine County Lincoln Day Dinner. It's uh, an annual event, obviously, in all of the uh, county Republican clubs and uh, 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 county uh, Republican uh, organizations. They like to have Lincoln Day Dinners to kind of shine a spotlight on what the party is doing and what the movement, the conservative movement, is doing. And now it is time for Lorraine County's. Tomorrow uh, it will be held, and uh, Congressman Jim Jordan will be among the featured speakers there, and it's being all coordinated by the chairman of the Lorraine County GOP, and that is David. Aradonda, who joins us now with a little bit of a look-see. Hey, David, how are you, sir? Good morning, Bob. Um, well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks very much. Had a nice uh, Labor Day weekend, got some time off, batteries are recharged and ready to rock and roll. And I know you are, too. Lincoln Day. Tell us, am... what, the, tell us what the significance is of Lincoln Day dinners in the GOP, David. Well, this is a long-standing tradition, long before I was ever involved as a Republican. And it is the um, pretty across the board. You probably find it in, like you said, all organizations, statewide, local, county. And uh, I can't tell you when the first Lorraine County one was, but as long as I can remember, there's been this annual celebration in the spring. And uh, it allows, it, it, it serves uh, many purposes to bring people together and to raise money for the uh for the county party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually our number one fundraiser of the year. So this year, we are going to uh, hold it uh, in the fall. We didn't hold it last spring because of the lockdown and the restrictions on uh, space. So uh, we waited until the fall, and we waited until we could get both Jim Jordan and Bob Gibbs. And as a result of that, we have 500 people who are coming and uh it's been sold out however today i will extend a an offer to 20 more people who go to the website and sign up and they can still get in to see this our lincoln day this year is going to be uh several things number one it's going to commemorate the 20th anniversary of 9 11 mm-hmm. and we're going to f- reflect on those that were lost and the lessons that hopefully we learn from 9-11. It's designed to be a unifying event. We're bringing together Republicans, 
and independents, even Democrats who want to be there, under one big tent. We are now the big tent party. And uh, we're going to put our differences uh, aside, and we're going to uh, listen to uh, both Gibbs and Jordan and uh, talk about uh, what we need to do to go forward and also to uh, remember those lost on 9-11, but also to unify behind the demand to get our hostages back from Afghanistan. We cannot forget them either. So this is what we hope to uh, to have a celebration uh, tomorrow evening. Yeah, it's a great, great guest speakers, by the way, Jim Jordan and uh, Bob Gibbs. I think that'll be a fantastic thing. You know, you said there's 20 seats you're going to make available, 20 individual seats. All the tables are sold out, full tables, but individual seats remain. Uh, how can somebody who wants one of those last 20 seats get it? Just go to our website, and it will. There'll be a. Uh, it'll tell you it's sold out. But if you go to our contribute button, and you hit that, and you uh, you put in sixty dollars for a ticket, then uh, you fill in the information, and by PayPal, it will uh, log you in, and uh, that's your ticket. So. David, uh, you mentioned putting our differences aside for one night. Uh, will Commissioners Dave Moore and Michelle Hung both be in attendance at this event? Do you know? Yeah, we uh, actually, uh, uh, Commissioner Moore uh, purchased two tables, and uh, uh, Commissioner Hung purchased a one table. Uh, she was like the second person to uh, purchase a table. So uh, we're looking to have them both. Um, at, at the event, and uh, certainly uh, I want to reach out to, to everyone that I can possibly reach out. It's not going to be possible, but we have a lot of new people showing up, so this is really uh, encouraging. What is your read, since you are the um, uh, the county chair, on what is going on there right now? For those who aren't fully aware, Michelle Hung was involved in the personal yet professional because it occurred with uh with uh, somebody that she helped appoint to a position uh a uh, uh a personal relationship let's just call, call it that way is very embarrassing it was caught on video since that time she has refused to resign david moore her colleague who ran uh uh for the commission at the same time as she did both were elected in the same election last year uh called for her resignation not only is she not resigning she seems to be pairing up with the democrat on the commission right now in a number of decisions that have people scratching their heads myself included as a party chair do you involve yourself with any of that or what is your what is your feeling on the working relationship with somebody who has been uh, whose resignation has been called for and who seems to have turned her back on her constituents well i'd like to be able to um, to to use my role as someone that can hopefully bring uh, both uh, commissioners together in the interests of the citizens of Lorain County, number one. Number two, in the interests of uh, our party membership and those folks who helped elect both of these candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want our elected Republican officials, no matter who they are and what office they hold, to act like Republicans and not Democrats. And so this is what we have to uh, reconcile. This is what we have to 
to put an end to. This is what we cannot support. And so the saying is, uh, actions speak louder than words. So we have to start acting like the Republicans that we elected and, uh, and, and do that. I think that's very well said, David Arredondo, chairman of the uh, uh, Republican Party in Lorain County. And I'll say it directly if you can't. And that is, if Michelle Hung wants to act like a Republican, she will resign politely and quietly her position on that board of commissioners. She had an inappropriate affair with a, uh, a, uh, uh, person that she you know supervised if you will not directly supervised but that she helped uh get the position uh with the emergency services uh it was an inappropriate affair with somebody who's a subordinate uh and she cannot serve she cannot serve uh the people of lorraine county and what she's doing right now in getting rid of and firing county administrators and leading to resignations of other prominent people in the county it is simply reprehensible and it is not acting like a republican so um even if you can't say it out loud i will say it coming from me directly michelle hung needs to resign uh quietly and allow the business of the county and the business of the republican party in lorraine county to move forward without her so uh i hope bob i yeah i i appreciate your your comments they're uh they're well taken and uh my my effort is to reconcile both david and michelle they're both good people and i want them to to serve the way that we intended them to serve when we elected them in november 2020 david arredondo chair of the lorraine county republican party again the event is tonight or excuse me tomorrow rather the lincoln day dinner uh, jim jordan and bob gibbs the keynote speakers just a few seats left which you can get at the uh, what's the website again for the for the party uh david yeah lorraine county gop.org the dinner starts at 5 30 oh actually the doors open at 5 30 and by 6:45, we'll begin the dinner, and uh, the uh, the only speakers are going to be Gibbs and uh, and Jordan. Again, Fantastic. we want we want it to be a unifying event, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll make it happen. Make it happen for the Republicans of Lorain County, David Arredondo. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again, sir. Thanks, Bob. We'll see you tomorrow night. Yes, sir. 10.01. We'll get out now for news. We'll come back, and we're going to talk to Peter Kersenow. It's Kersenow Day. It's Tuesday, right here on AM 1420. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com